So on Friday, Ontario's Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Karen Moore, held a press conference, and uh, there are no changes to any of the uh, vaccine restrictions um, or any of the the restrictions for health, uh, public health restrictions when it comes to um, capacity limits and the like. So that was something that had been possibly anticipated, but it didn't come through. What he did talk about is the fact that QR codes, we're going to start using the QR code for the vaccine certificate program, and they will be a little stiffer on the doctor's exemptions and those notes. And January 4th, he also said, uh, would be the day that uh, the province will be opening up a third shots and boosters to everybody 18 and up. As of today, we know that 50 plus have been um, allowed to book their shots or get their shots. Um, one of our members of our audience called in and said that she just got her shot today at a local pharmacy. So if you're having trouble booking online, maybe call or drop by your local pharmacy. Hopefully they won't be too mad at me for suggesting that because they're going to be busy, but it might be the way to get the um, vaccine booster into your arm in a timely manner. It is deadline day for all workers in the long-term care sector to be fully vaccinated. As of last month, nearly 98% of people working at long-term care homes in Ontario have had at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose. And that's another thing that Ontario's Chief Medical Officer of Health uh, printed at, hinted at during the press conference, that extra measures would be coming because of the Omicron threat. Tougher rules coming to long-term care homes. Among the new restrictions, CBC has learned that they may be considering, announcing them this afternoon, increased testing and two visitors at a time allowed per resident. Here to talk about it is Dr. Samir Sinha, who, of course, we've had on the show several times. He is uh, with Sinai. And uh, he is with the uh, he's the director of geriatrics at Sinai Health. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Dr. Sinna. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I didn't want to get your title wrong. All good. Okay. So what do you think about the uh, new restrictions, uh, the new rules and regulations that the province is considering when it comes to long-term care? Yeah, I think we're really getting nervous right now because with Omicron and uh, and seeing kind of the explosive growth in cases that it's causing in other areas, we're really worried about how well prepared we will be in our long-term care settings. Uh, just the other day, for example, we were hearing that while we've been able to give uh, all of our residents pretty much uh, a booster dose, which is great, um, a lot of staff are struggling to be able to get their booster shots as well, even though 98% of them have gotten vaccinated, um, that we haven't really done a good job getting the access to their, the, getting them access to the vaccines. So we're worried that unless we give those staff that extra layer of protection and we do some other things, the question is, could we see um, a huge growth? and outbreaks in in these homes again where sometimes this population doesn't respond as well to the vaccine as other populations. Dr. Sino, what's getting in the way of the booster shots for people that work in long-term care? Is it the fact that the province hasn't secured enough? 
No, we have more than enough doses of vaccine. What I was disappointed to hear last week was that a number of homes have been sent vaccine, but only for their residents. And they're being told that, oh, if your staff want to get a booster shot, for example, um, they're going to have to go to uh, um, another site to go and try and get a vaccine. And sometimes staff are saying, well, look, you know, the local vaccine clinic is is fully booked, so I can't actually get a, get a vaccine as well. So I, I was shaking my head because I thought, didn't we didn't we learn anything during the first two waves or three waves of this? Is that, you know, if we can get our frontline staff in these homes, um, easy access to the vaccine the way we're doing for the residents as well, we're more likely to get them protected as they need to be. And uh, we're going to le- less likely have, you know, devastating outbreaks in these settings. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask you if the province has learned anything, if you felt they've learned anything from the lessons uh, you know, of the last 20 months when it comes to protecting people in long-term care. But that one is a huge ball drop. You know, I, I was talking about the fact that today eligibility opened up for uh, the booking system. You could start to book your booster shot if you're 50 and up. And over the weekend, I popped into a Shockbridge Drug Mart just to see what was going on there and how early they'd start scheduling um, shots. And they're like, well, we're doing it now for tomorrow. And I'm like, what? why can't we have consistency in messaging that you could go into a pharmacy and schedule a shot already, but then we have other people trying to follow the rules that the province sets. And then, of course, I find out this morning that, you know, the, the provincial booking site is supposed to open at 8. I take a look. I keep checking in the morning. Go figure. 20 to 8, people could start booking. And then the people that waited and, you know, were just sitting there having their coffee, waiting, 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 that were up early, have no idea that they could have started, you know, their booking. So... I think you're right. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't prioritize people in long-term care. Well, it's it's that, and, and I think it's more importantly, it's just the idea of, of just helping people to kind of do things like pre-register, you know, letting people yeah. know that, you know, you can say, hey, I intend to get my booster shot. I know I'm going to be eligible, but let me pre-register so that, again, I don't have to be waiting on a booking site, but you can say, hey, we've got a shot for you. We can get you that dose. I, I think there's just a lot of things that we figured out to do, you know, at the last minute, but somehow those lessons don't get translated over and over in terms of what we need to do. So, so I think we're running people around in circles. People are tired. People are exhausted. Uh, and I think the more that we can't communicate clearly and make it easy for people to do the right thing, um, this is what the virus preys on. It preys on us not getting you know, ourselves organized well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets us uh, in those weak points. All it needs is a host, and then it starts to travel. Let's talk about the changes that are anticipated. They might actually come into effect this week once the details are confirmed, which could be announced uh, later on today. But visitors would be required to be vaccinated. The rule not currently mandatory, which is really shocking to a lot of people, but currently anyone visiting can enter with a negative COVID-19 test. Do you like this idea or don't you? Because we know supports are a big deal, and that's where the province dropped the ball when they said uh, no family supports coming in to see uh, their, their relatives at long-term care at the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah, we've been calling for this for a long time. Like we were, you know, saying that obviously we have to get our residents vaccinated. Uh, and then we were demanding that we do mandatory staff vaccinations and the province held off long on that saying they didn't want to do that. And they finally did, which was good. They finally did. But BC and Nova Scotia, for example, long ago said, hey, if you want the privilege of visiting a loved one in a long-term care home, you'll have the respect to get vaccinated as well. So I'm glad that the province is going to finally do what other provinces have been doing for months. Because again, 
again, uh, you know, I liken it to the idea that you build a castle, but you leave the drawbridge open where, where again, you know, people certainly want to visit their loved ones. But when you have an unvaccinated visitor coming in, they're not really being respectful to not only that person who's living in a long-term care home that they're visiting, but all of their colleagues as well. So so I actually think that that's a smart decision to say that everybody coming to visit that, just like, why can you go to a restaurant or why can't you go to a restaurant or a strip club, you know, but you can go to a long-term care home and visit someone and be unvaccinated. That doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad that they're probably, I'm hoping, you know, that, that indeed they will announce that shortly. But I think the key is, is that I'm glad to hear that they're not saying we're going to restrict, you know, or we're going to stop a allowing people to have visitors or essential caregivers in these settings, because we know that when we went that far, that was just, that had deadly consequences. Before I let you go, and I don't have a lot of time left with you, uh, so very quickly, how important is it to rapid test people that are fully vaccinated going into the uh, the, the long-term care homes or, or workers? You know, I think the rapid testing on top of having people fully vaccinated is a smart thing because we are seeing breakthrough infections, especially with the Omicron variant. So again, it's just an added level of protection. But the best thing we can do is make sure that people are getting those third doses, making sure people are wearing masks and adhering to those other public health protocols um, and not going and visiting a home or working in a home if one's sick. Uh, But actually, but using the rapid testing additionally is another layer of protection that we can add on. Dr. Sinha, always a pleasure having you on the show. Hopefully um, these changes will come swiftly. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Have a great day.